Hello, this is Anna Marie Boyd, and you're listening to Moved by Grace Counseling Radio. Hello, my name is Anna Boyd, and I'm a licensed professional counselor, a drama therapist, a registered yoga teacher, and a PhD candidate in mind-body medicine with a specialization in integrative mental health. My podcast supplies nuggets of information regarding innovative and somatic approaches to mental health and mental health treatment. In just 10 minutes each episode, we talk about things such as creative therapies, neuroscience and play, the mind-body connection, and alternative approaches to health and psychotherapy. So I have been away for a month. I'm just going to address the elephant in the room. I have no excuse except for the topic of this episode, which is understanding the key differences between stress and anxiety and ways to start to manage your stress this season. So uh, personally, what have I been up to? I have been in arguably, from my perspective, the hardest semester of um, doctoral school up to this point. I'm entering to the dissertation phase of my degree, so hopefully this is the last year. And I mean, again, up until this point, my classes have been um, subject and specialization focused. They have not been research classes. So I have been in the depths of the woods of not knowing what I'm doing or where I'm going, but I'm trusting the process. Additionally, I have, uh, well, I'm waiting on my cover design for my book, Simply Begin, Create, Meditate, and Find Purpose. It will be available for purchase, hopefully this month, but most likely in January. I will let you know uh, when the time comes, but I'm super, super excited about that. Uh, My last two adventures... um, I work with an organization called Leaps of Faith, where I'm a volunteer, and they essentially serve kiddos underneath uh, the poverty line and supply them with ballet classes throughout the year. And these ballet classes culminate into a beautiful recital at the end of each semester um, with an emphasis on sharing the gospel through ballet and through dance. It's really an incredible mission. And we just had our recital yesterday. We had 250 kiddos. And I mean, y'all, I was crying throughout it. their ability to express themselves, to connect with one another. its It was truly remarkable to be a part of and to witness. And so we had that yesterday. And then I'll be opening Christmas Carol this Friday if you are in Mississippi. Um, we are going to be performing at the Lucky Rabbit in downtown Hattiesburg, Mississippi, which it's a two-in-one deal, y'all. We have a really fun Christmas show for you. And the Lucky Rabbit is two warehouses full of vintage items, of trinkets, of, I mean, just everything you can imagine. It's a really, really fun night out. So I hope to see you there this Friday the 8th at 7 o'clock, and then we'll also be performing again the 15th at 7 o'clock. But all of that to say, those are just updates on my life. And for today's episode, we are going to be talking about the differences between stress and anxiety. So these two terms are often used interchangeably, although they have completely different defining factors. The World Health Organization defines stress as, quote-unquote, a state of worry or mental tension caused by a difficult situation. 
So stress is a natural human response that prompts us to address challenges and perceived threats in our lives. Everyone experiences stress to some degree. The way we respond to stress, however, makes a big difference in our overall well-being. So I believe that it's a notable definition, but it's more to me and in my education, I have come to understand that stress is more than just a a human response. Uh, When we feel stress, our minds respond, but our bodies respond. So it's more layered than just a a response, right? We have uh, psychosomatic responses. We also have cognitive responses. So stress often accompanies a traceable source where anxiety is an elevated reaction or response to that stress. So it's kind of a, a linear process. The beauty here though, is if we are able to manage our stress, at least what is within our control, we can lessen our susceptibility to anxiety. So what causes stress? Well, obviously that's a loaded question. And the only true answer I can come up with is that it requires stress to function day to day. And if we can learn to accept that this is the reality of being human, we can better manage and cope with the fact that there are levels of stress that are not within our control, but, or and, how we choose to respond to those stressors is well within our control. In fact, it's entirely within our control. So different seasons of life produces new stressors for us to cope with. For example, let's imagine a child in middle school. Maybe their current stressors could be their parents fighting at home, their upcoming tryouts at school, maintaining good grades, and whether or not they got invited to Susie's birthday party. Stress for a college-age person may include navigating interpersonal relationships, maybe with their roommate for the first time, um, maintaining a job, financial worries coming into the equation, uh, making, being faced with these big decisions about where to live or where to go to school, uh, introduction to things like drugs and alcohol if they haven't already been. Uh, post-college age, the 20s, oh my gosh. I love and hate the 20s. I love working with this population. I hate... Um, <laughs> Understanding the susceptibility and vulnerability to um, being, I guess, established with some of the stressors of this age demographic, but post-college 20 stress could be navigating serious relationships, contemplation of moving or marriage, more financial stress, um, navigating healthcare, complex relationships with family of origin, Moving on to stressors in 30s, this could be career changes, again, contemplating big moves, navigating higher education, student loan debt, grief and loss of family members, starting families, uh, children, pruning old friendships, beginning new lives, identity shifts, you get the idea. But regardless of your age, socioeconomic status, religious affiliation, stress is a through line of the human experience, both cognitively and psychosomatically. I do believe that it's notable to share that these stressors aforementioned are examples of middle-class America, right? Uh, Not a representation of the global experience of stress. Navigating the stress globally would include food scarcity, exposure to trauma and war, high-risk weather situations, air pollution, 
What I have shared today is a generalization, a representation of my listener demographic, not a representation of the whole. Um, So I'm currently reading a book by Mark C. Taylor, who is a philosopher and theologian, but his book is entitled Seeing Silence, and he uses a metaphor that was inspired by his photography. And I think that this quote captures the point that I'm trying to get across here. He says, if taking photographs taught me the importance of modulating light and darkness, printing photographs taught me that what we see and what we hear is decisively shaped by what we do not see and what we do not hear. So I've shared these examples because I think that my listener demographic can relate to them. They are not representations of stress on a global um, level. So often I hear jaded individuals who look at younger generations and say, just wait and write until they have something real to stress about. Why are they stressed about that? So I'm here to share that regardless of the origin, stress is a real experience and how we learn to cope with and manage it at an early age establishes how we will continue to respond to it as we grow up. So I wanna offer three practical tips for managing stress in your life in order to reduce anxiety especially within this holiday season. So number one, there is nothing new contrary to what I've shared on this podcast before, but I want you to try a social media cleanse slash detox. This does not mean to cut it out entirely, although that may be the best method for you. Only you can answer that. But please, y'all, monitor your screen time. I would venture to argue that the greater population could generate national healing if we could learn to tolerate silence and spend more time with our thoughts, feelings, and emotions rather than having them hijacked by the waves of news and the opinions of others. And, you know, I'm, I am trying to practice what I preach here because I get so visibly shaken. Honestly, I'll, like, go to my... Um, theater rehearsals or a coffee shop and just immediately everybody is like glued to this device and I see myself in them, which is one reason it's so upsetting. Um, So monitoring your screen time, y'all, number one. Number two, work-life boundaries. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. Understand the power of the do not disturb feature on your phone, automated emails, and giving yourself specific time to work and to disconnect. If you are finding yourself responding to emails while you're out with your family or when you have ample time on the weekend or even answering phone calls, right, y'all, check yourself. Give yourself permission to just be and be present. Number three, embrace something creative and fun. Maybe that is organization that I've been doing a lot of that lately. <laughs> Maybe that's developing new fire playlists on Spotify. Maybe that's picking up the book that's been on your bedside table. Maybe that is cooking a new recipe. Holistic health is determined by every facet of your life. It's a whole person-centered approach. And doing things purely because they interest you and because you want to, I urge you to lean into that desire and create stories to share with your family. Whether baking bread is a huge disaster or a new tradition, find time to engage your inner curious child. 
One way that I check this is when I'm with my family, what are the stories that I want to share with them? They don't want to hear about work. They don't want to hear about, they probably don't want to hear about school. They want to hear stories of how I'm living life, how I'm being present in my life. Not that those things aren't important. They are. Um, But you want to make sure that you are catering to every role in your repertoire and being a creative and um, innovative and curious individual. That is a part of being human too. Uh, So, just to recap, to give you something to, to leave with today, we have managing your screen time. Maybe that's a social media cleanse or detox. Number two, work-life boundaries, just being curious about um, how you choose to allocate your time. And then three, embracing something creative and fun. So these are not new ideas. These were not ideas that I have not shared on the podcast before, but they are so important to continue to monitor. It's common to get thrown off by the winds of stress, and sometimes we do everything except what we need to in order to actually cope with the elevated stress. Um, This is also not uh, encouragement to avoid things that you need to do. Uh, We want to be disciplined in our life. But we also want to embrace uh, presence and fun. So this is a gentle reminder to check yourself and become a happier, more pleasant version of yourself, not only for your own peace, but for the peace of those around you. So happy holidays. And remember, today is a fresh start. You are worthy. You are capable. You are cool, if no one's ever told you that. Um, You're amazing, simply because you exist on this earth and you want to offer yourself. So... I hope that you have found this interesting and I look forward to meeting with you again. Hopefully it will not be a month this time, but have a wonderful holiday season.